Hello, football family. Welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast Finale. I am one of your hosts, a part of the Ball Chat family. My name is Benton. And first and foremost, I want to apologize to all of the PSG fans. I want to apologize for starting late. We were crying, some of us PSG fans here. Come on, Junior, part of the Ball Chat family. How are you guys doing? Come on. You're not hearing me, Junior. How are you? I'm yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 doing well. Junior Wagwan. I am good enough. I, I, I enjoy the final. I'm feeling good about the final. So it's a good way to close the season today. A good way to close the season. Football Lovers Ball Chat Podcast is all about reviewing the week's major news in the world of football, aka soccer. As we always do, we always foster a live and interactive discussion around the sport. So today we have a special guest joining us. We'll get to the, the, the Champions League final in the middle of the show, but we have a special guest joining us at the top end of the show. The man from Claremont, St. Anne, founder, CEO of Valio FC. Valio FC is one of the major players in youth development, one of the big players in youth development. Emilio Williams, former St. Diego student and now president of Valio FC. How are you doing, boss? I'm excellent, thank you. Um, um, How are you doing? Yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're doing well. Thank you for taking the time. Football lovers, we're going to talk to Amelia. We're going to discuss with Amelia some of the, the work that they're doing with youth development, both in Jamaica and, and here in the States. We're going to get his thoughts on, 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 on um, the landscape of football in the Caribbean. At the top end of the show, in the middle of the show, we'll discuss our ballers and bugs highlighting the players that we thought were, were impressive. We'll get to discuss a Champions League final. We want to break down the Champions League and big takeaway um, at, uh, in the middle part of the show. We'll talk about World Cup qualifier schedule being released by CONCACAF. CONCACAF World Cup um, qualifier schedule being released. And we'll talk about Jamaica's chances. Early days yet. And at the back end of the show, we'll discuss yard ballers highlighting Jamaican players overseas. So Bayern Munich fans, hold your horses. PSG fans, go on wiping the tears. We'll discuss the final in a little bit. If you're following us on Ball Chat Podcast YouTube page, Ball Chat Facebook page, or Flow Sports YouTube page, you can join the show and, and, and take part as usual. So Emilio, let's, let's discuss a few things with Valia FC and I said it's one of the big players in terms of youth development. Am I accurate in that assessment? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Your biggest relative. Um, but we're uh, for a small outfit. We do and have produced some pretty good footballers that have got on to play professional football and um, both in the U.S. and in Europe and um, a boatload of Collegiate, collegiate players, hundreds. So, um, so yeah, um, we try to, uh, yeah, biggest relative. Biggest relative. So, um, for for you guys at Valio FC, essentially, the the, the 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 focus is all about youth development. Am I am I correct? And and what age group do you guys start from? If, if it's all about youth development, and essentially, at what age group do they exit? Um, you guys program. Um, well, we view it as a full life cycle development. Um, our programs start at around five years old, um, you know, it's introductory. 
you know, make sure you're balanced and coordinated. And it's age appropriate. Um, you know, and generally for the club program, um, players exit at 18. Um, usually, that's usually when they're off to college. But what happens is after you've graduated and you've moved to college, you're still you're always chasing what's the next great thing. So if you're a collegiate player, you're trying to make the jump to the MLS. So the players either come back. I mean, they're always training um, at our facility or they're actually coaching. So I'm not sure if there's an exit because we try to support our players throughout their whole um, lifetime. Okay, not sure if they're... Um, come on, Antonio, let's, let's try to have a discussion. If you have questions or comments for Amelia Williams from Valia FC, send them on we'll, we'll discuss we'll, we'll get some of the submit some of those questions to him um come on arjuna do you have any questions for emilio yeah so so um mr williams i know at the launch of the Casafa and value of football academy um you 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 I, the, what i got from the article was that you're saying that jamaica lacks the system that can properly develop players and coaches i know for now um, the JFF, they have co um, coaching certificate um, courses, certification courses, and they're also trying to get um, coaches to go out there and actually um, get hands-on experience. You're saying that the system lacks the way in which to properly develop them. What would you suggest that the JFF, um, you know, come up with, or Kassaf will come up with to, to fix that? You know, because... Uh, I think I see where what you're being. We've seen it in coaching, uh, and then we wonder sometimes how these, you know, some of these coaches are actually certified to lead the next um, generation. So, what what ideas would you bring forth to to assist and to fix, um, you know, what we're lacking? Um, well, I think it's twofold, right? Uh, you know, I think like coaching, like teaching, is a craft. And it's different than playing. Uh, you know, teaching is how best do you transfer learning. And it incorporates several different disciplines, whether it's child psychology, uh, human performance, uh, just spatial intelligence. Um, so what, when I say we lack the infrastructure is when we look at what UEFA does or look at even what the U.S. does in terms of how they uh, teach uh, coaches and what the actual courses are. So and it, so, what I've noticed is recently, I think they've established a coaching school, but I think just being in the U.S., I think the U.S. has rewritten its curriculum, its coaching curriculum, at least, I want to say, four times in the past 12 years. And, you know, that is what it either, say, it either says that you don't know what you're doing, or two, you're after something and you're brave enough to redefine yourselves. Um, the difference is what I've noticed uh, between, say, U.S. or Europe or anything that Jamaica does is the level of the amount of time that is required. It's not a certificate that you get. You get a license, which is different. Um, you may get a certificate at the lower end, uh, like the grassroots, but when you start to get into D and C and whatever, it's an actual license where it's, there's a minimum amount of hours that you have to put into your craft to get that license. So, you know... I think the D is 36 hours minimum, um, and that includes instructor-led, uh, as well as classroom, uh, as well as on-field. The C, I think you have to go away for a week. You know, the B is the same. The B is over 18 months. 
before you get your B license. Same thing in UEFA. Um, so what that says is, you know, you could have a certificate, but a certificate is only worth as much as the paper it's printed on. Um, mm -hmm. It's what is the actual uh, content of the courses and how are you actually uh, it, um, teaching the teachers off the game. So I don't think we have that infrastructure set up um, in, in uh, Jamaica. I, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've gathered there's a new coaching school. Um, I have yet to see what it looks like. I, you know, so I've only dealt with um, what they do in UEFA um, and what they do here in the U.S. And the U.S., we, we may not say it, but we model a lot of things off of what UEFA does. Uh, right. So, so I would suggest is to just look at what UEFA does, right? Um, you don't have to recreate the wheel. The knowledge of the universe is already out there. You just have to like, go and put it together and rebrand it. Look at what the U.S. does. That's what everyone else is. That's what everyone does. You look at what, you know, what the mousetraps are out there, and you build a better one, or build one that is suitable to your audience. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, yeah. when it comes to the coaching business. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. I thought you were mm -hmm. uh, but there's millions of coaches and um, uh, sessions online and curriculums and methodologies. You know, if you want to see how Belgium made the transition. Um, from being no, nobody to come in third in the world, you could, you know, there, all the information is out there. Um, so, so yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So, so then, so, so then, I see where you guys have a focus um, on players, the, the ages. Um, it says between eight and sixteen, but your main focus will will be on the thirteen to fifteen um, age group. How do you identify those players? Do you, I mean, how are they funneled um, to, to your program to Kasafa? Do they just have to play in the Kasafa competition? Can someone say, um, Mr. Williams, we have the player that we saw him playing at a tournament. Um, how can we, how, how do you funnel players so you can get them so you can, you know, help them to, 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 to go on? Well, the funneling, we ask the, the, the club, the academy, the academies and the club to make recommendations. Um, some of the players just call up and say, I'd like to come and, you know, we make it open where you can actually come. Um, you know, so, you know, it's, it's pretty much an open door um, where any coach can make recommendations like, you know, sure, come on down and... You know, because we're not trying to filter kids, um, you know, to, like, pick an all-star team or anything like that. We're just mm -hmm. providing a service where you're going to get the technical training, spatial intelligence training, whatever it is, if you want it, if you're an ambitious um, young, young player. So it's pretty much open. Um, but oftentimes the coaches are gatekeepers where they make the recommendations. Okay, so is there a scholarship program? Because, should I ask, is it free? Um, because you know this, and this is really honest, uh, you know, that the poorest kids are oftentimes the best footballers, right? So with the U.S., you know, it's, it's more like pay to play. And if you go to yep. a Brazil, like so many players, you hear the stories of um, Ronaldo that, you know, and, and, you know, that says, and Jesus that says, oh, I was discovered while kicking the ball on the ground. So for your program and for other pe people that might be listening, um, is it free? Is there like a scholarship situation where if it's not free, 
and there's a really, really good player that I see, but I know his parents can't afford it. I mean, what accommodations can be made for a player um, like that? Uh, so, one, it's free, right? Um, we uh, wrote that check early on. Um, mm -hmm. It's just recently in the last um, two, three weeks, we've added um, some more elite training that you could, so the base program is free, and you could just show up on a Saturday and, you know, um, we'll give you a jersey, and you could come and train. The, the only payment is that you're disciplined and that you're going to be committed. Because um, there's plenty of people that, you know, kids and adults that would want to just try a program and then be frivolous or flippant about it. Um, the one thing that I require is that you are committed. So, but it's free. Um, we recently added, because we're doing specialized training now, if you want specialized training, you can pay a small fee. Uh, I forgot what it is. Um, and, you know, it's like midfield specific or striker training or things, things of that nature. And it's, you know, taught by, you know, uh, we have Fabian Davis, um, um, Fabulous, who's one of the coaches. Um, so, so it's like a hybrid model now. So, but for the past two years, it's been completely free. Uh, now we've decided to add, if people want extra, they could pay a little bit extra. And any kid cannot play, uh, cannot pay. You know, you know, finances is never a, a reason not to participate. Um, so, you know, we are always looking for ways. Because even in, here in Boston and the Northeast, we started in the inner city. So we're going to support kids. Um, you know, the whole premise of how the club started was to provide opportunity and access um, to kids that were disadvantaged. So, um, but with that being said, you know, there are some costs that we, you know, most of 99% we bear, but we also know that if parents or kids pay, even if it's a dollar, then they're more invested as opposed to taking something for granted. Yeah, that's free. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's fair. My last question, because then I always have the question, so do not get it. Um, you, you were talking about um, getting turf fields, right? What, what is going on with that? Because, I mean, I, I do, I, I agree with you 100%. There's no reason, absolutely none, that every community, every corner um, is not equipped with a turf field in Jamaica. It, it, we have the land. Um, it, you know, yep. it, it can be done. So I thought where you, you had the vision of getting more turfies. Can you talk a little bit about that? What is going on with, with that plan? I know that COVID kind of knocked things off track for something. But can you talk a little bit about um, getting more turf fields for players to, to, to have access to? Uh, yeah, so, you know, so field is infrastructure. And, you know, we, we might look and watch Barcelona or Bayern play and, you know, marvel at the pace of the game, you know. But the reality of it is, you know, that we're going to make excuses, but they don't worry about the pitch. You know, it's a true surface. And it's one of the things that I noticed uh, early on, even when we brought the coaches, uh, we brought coaches from Portugal and Spain, you know, the fears that we, well, people in Jamaica, considered were good, you know, the coaches called it like a cow pasture. Um, you know, so, so in the Northeast, out of necessity, we have lots of turf fields. In Portugal, there's a, there's a turf field in every community. Um, and I get it, it's, it's, it's different economics, but I said there's no reason why we couldn't have a few. So one of our long-term goals are to build a series of 
turf fields across the island. Um, you know, so you could make these goals, but how do you finance, right? Um, you know, so I, what I've done, I've spoken to a, a, quite a few turf companies here, uh, here and across the world, worked out the best prices possible, um, pretty much try to knock all the costs down to say, okay, here's what our model is. We could build a turf field and it's going to be X. You know, whereas in America, it might be, you know, 600,000, 750,000 for a turf field. You know, we could possibly build it for 200,000 in Jamaica or 175,000, uh, which is a quarter of, roughly a quarter of the cost. Um, so we've identified a few locations, um, you know, where we're going to put in mini pitches, um, you know, one being Barbican, and then we have land in Portmore. But obviously, uh, we had a plan, uh, a three, five-year plan, on how we're going to roll this out. But given the pandemic, which has, uh, <laughs> which has caused everyone to rethink their business plans and whatever your capitals, your cap, your cap spending. Um, we have to now go back and think about how best to do those, um, to roll these things out. Because there are absolute necessities if we want to compete. And I do sincerely believe that we can actually be a world power if we actually put resources behind um, our kids and the coaches and the game itself um, in Jamaica. Um, so, yeah, so we have a plan. Um, we have architectural drawings. We have our costumes. Um, what I was trying to find was localized financing. Learned quickly that banks in Jamaica don't lend money unless you have a lot of money. And when you have a lot of money, uh, they still don't want to lend to you. Um, so, yeah, so I'm um, so still working on that. I'm just trying to see what this virus is doing and um, how, and, and, and then plan accordingly. Okay. But we have a plan. Okay, thanks. Benton, I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're talking to Errol Phillips. I mean, sorry, not Errol, sorry. Emilio Williams, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the chat. I'm looking at the chat. But talk to Emilio Williams, representative of Valio FC, the president of Valio FC. And um, Errol Phillips is talking on Flow Sports. And we're talking about, um, he's saying that pay for play is destroying soccer in America. So he, he kind of gave a different perspective from, compared to what you were saying, Emilio, where when we're talking about the, the, the struggles that, that we face as a community, we're talking from a Dominican perspective, but you also have the American struggle as well. But my question to you now is, seeing that your experience in the college game, being to four straight Final Fours, having two NCAA championships, if there's anybody out there that, that can talk or talk about college football or what college soccer or what it, what it takes to be a, a successful player in the United States system, granted the game has changed over the years, but you, you definitely should be able to tell a young footballer that is coming up right now what is required. And that is something that we talk about ad nauseum here on this show. We talk about the, the high school football in Jamaica and as soon as the player graduates from high school, that's it. We don't hear from him again. It, it don't get the opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity right now, Mr. Emilio, to talk to that young footballer, that, that high schooler, that 11th grader that is thinking big, saying that I want to get a scholarship and to play in the United States for a college team. 
What would you tell is the number one requirement for that Jamaican footballer looking to play in America? Okay. Um, so there's more than one requirement, right? Um, first off, uh, college, college football, college is an academic institution. So you got to have good grades. Um, the NCAA makes it so. There are minimum requirements. Um, so that's one. Two, getting into college here is very competitive. Everyone in the world, like, wherever I travel, anywhere in the world, they want to come to America. They want to come to school in America. Um, it's very expensive um, to go to school here. So if you to get a scholarship, a case in point, BU, BC, Northeastern, the schools around here, it's 75, Harvard, MIT, it's around 75, $75,000 a year. That's U.S. dollars to go to a school. So knowing that, a four-year education is going to be roughly 300,000 U.S. dollars. It becomes very competitive. Um, so for a player in Jamaica, one, make sure your grades are great, okay? Two, on the football side, I think, in general, the game is too slow in Jamaica. Um, when I say slow, I mean the players are fast, but tactically it's slow. The transitions are slow. The speed of play is slow. And that is because maybe it's, you know, the heat, or maybe it's because the game, how we play the game, it's the game's a bit stretched and you have time and space. So part of playing in college, people may say, oh, it's, it's easy to take it for granted. All those players are super fit, super athletic. Um, you know, they may not make it in a professional European, uh, in Europe, but they would be coming out of some European academy, and maybe it's a player that maybe I've washed out or something. So I would say get your grades in order, two, get your technical and tactical speed up, and, and, and three, uh, the, the most important thing that a college coach recruits is actually character. Um, because you not only represent uh, uh, you, uh, yourself or the team, you represent a university. If you think of a Yale or a Harvard or a Stanford or Duke, those universities are institutions that are hundreds of years old. So before a coach even says, hey, you're a great player, they're going to make sure that your character, that you're a team player, that you have leadership potential, that you're going to represent yourself and your community and your country well. Gotcha, gotcha. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there that at Vallejo ST, you are preparing those 14, 15 year olds for, for that job, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, Vilea, we were fortunate. We're a development, uh, U.S. Soccer Development Academy. And what it is, is we, over the years, we put, you know, roughly 12 players on the U.S. National, in the youth national team program. The, the, America's a very, America is like 100 countries in one. So, for a small academy or club in Boston that was never a football um, hotbed, um, we have numbers, but we don't have necessarily the talent like a New York City or Jersey or, you know, like California. Um, it's, it's an accomplishment. So we were invited by the U.S. national team set up to be a development academy. Um, we have since transitioned to be an MLS development academy. So over the few years, you know, we have about 60 or 70 kids that have gone on to play for the Revolution, development, uh, Revolution Academy. Uh, Kansas City, Sporting Lisbon, um, and uh, Belenese, a bunch of different pro academies, both here, MLS here in the U.S. and also in, uh, also in Europe. Um, so 
you know, anyways, I, I, say all, I say all this to say that uh, we work backwards. We know what the requirements are to be a good professional, what the requirements are to be a good collegiate player, and we, work, we start the process early with our, you know, being disciplined, being organized, learning the game, being a student of the game. Um, and, you know, that, and to be honest, before football, what we try to teach is life skills you know, commitment and hard work, the things that are going to matter to you, whether you're a professional footballer or, a, you know, actuary or a CEO of a bank. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're talking to um, President and CEO of uh, Valio FC, Mr. Um, Emilio Williams, joining us today on Ball Chat Podcast. Football family, I see your questions, I see your comments coming in. Um, big up yourself, Sean White. Big up yourself, Errol Phillips. Um, Junior, did you have any more questions? You have other questions coming in. Uh, I, 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 it, uh, sorry, sorry to, to probably give a long-winded question or, or, or questions that require a long answer. But in your ideal situation, and we, we are primarily representing the Caribbean and primarily Jamaica, in your ideal situation, you did reference the, um, the pandemic that you don't know what the virus is going to do. But if Emilio Williams could do something right now to make Jamaican football a lot better, you reference that that the potential is there. What is it? Or give it a, give, give me the first two steps that you would take to help get our football program to where you think it can be potentially. Okay. Um. So a couple of things. Um. One is invest heavily in coaching education. Um. They are the gatekeepers of tomorrow. Two, focus on you, right? Um, you know, study what they're doing in Germany, in the German academies, what they're doing in the Brazilian academies. Um, and then three, set out to build a few, like, quality, like, pitches that is accessible by the masses, you know. So, um, you know, so coaching... In the, uh, and then invest in a proper youth league, not one that goes for like four or six weeks. That's not a league. Uh, that's like a tournament. A league that is similar to what, how you play in Europe for the nine months. You train four days in the week, and then you come and play on the weekend. And so that's what I would do. So uh, coaching development, uh, you probably need some club development um, to provide the administration for some of these youth club and academy development. League development, because you need that competitive platform, and then infrastructure development, which are like the facilities. Yeah, so we're talking to a good, good staff. We're talking to Emilio Williams, president and CEO of uh, Value FC. I have a couple questions coming in from listeners um, chiming in. Emilio, I, I, we know that the Value FC formed a partnership with Cassava last year. I, I think it's a multi-year partnership. Um, you guys are, what are the major readouts for such a partnership? And essentially, it's early days yet, but how is that partnership going? Uh, so the major uh, point of the partnership is that we would provide, um, you know, obviously some player development, uh, with a focus on just developing our players. Um, you know, from that, with that, with that as the mission statement, uh, we are working on developing like seminars for the for coaches. So we have a program for coaching development. We also have a, a program. Uh, if, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have launched the 
Kasafa Youth Super League, um, which would have mirrored, which would have attempted to mirror what they do in Europe um, or even the U.S. You know, you start without competing, so start at you uh, 9, 11, 13, 15, and after Manning Cup is done, um, 17 and 19. Um, you know, so they, so that, that our partnership is developing the, the competitive platform, which is what we spoke about, and then developing the training platform, which would be the provision uh, uh, of not just lesson plans, but curriculums and teaching uh, the uh, bringing in coaches to teach our coaches. Um, so, you know, we have a few coaches um, from from both from UEFA and from the US that were scheduled to come to the island. Uh, this would, would have been this summer and fall, but obviously with COVID, it's put those plans, you know, on pause. And so, from that partnership, we're looking. We have been forming partnerships with other. Um, where we're other concepts or other like-minded academies across the world um, that can actually lend support to what we're doing. Okay. Um, so for this year, our, our big thing would have been just to start the leagues. Okay. Um, and then the training platform. And and training. And and also one of the curious thing. Um, personally, I'm a countryman myself. Um, Cassava is essentially, you know, focused on on Kingston football, Kingston and Saint Andrew football. Is there any plan of foot? Or are you trying to build similar relationships with club in the other parts of the island to facilitate this sort of growth and development? Uh, yeah. So the the plan is not a Kasafa plan that we had. It's a Jamaica plan. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's a it's a actually a youth plan, youth development plan, and a football development plan to be you know more specific. So, but you have to start somewhere. Okay. And. You know, you know, do a pilot, and we did a, a pilot of a league last year. Uh, it was six weeks. We did it at uh, Water Commission Field. Invited eight clubs, academies. You know, we had Portmore from St. Catherine. They're not Kasafa. They came. Uh, Edgewater's from St. Catherine. Um, mm. We invited Chapleton Maroons, and they're from Clarendon. Yeah. Um, so, so what we're, what the goal is really was to pilot the, uh, the league this fall. And then for 2021, we'd look to expand it to one or two other confeds. Um, you know, spoke briefly to, to um, I think Danny Beckford in um, Saint Anne, as I'm saying, Saint Anne man, yeah. um, to do something similar um, on board. Um, you know, uh, spoke some people out west in Westmoreland FA. You know, they're on board. Okay. But like I said, when you start to try to roll out a league and a training platform, even getting people familiar with the the, the technology or the software because you want to make it accessible so yes. everything would be done through the mobile phone yes yeah, um, yeah. yeah so and a couple part a couple partnerships with software companies that are here locally yeah. that, to develop a platform for us um and a clothing company a sportswear company that's new to sponsor um coming as a sponsor for the league so so yeah so katapa is just the pilot but you know you want to get that work things out and then we can actually roll it out because we want to be inclusive as much as possible. As much as possible. Football family, we're talking to, um, we're speaking to Emilio Williams, president and CEO 
of um, Valio FC about the youth development, the work that they're doing. We're going to segue to other parts of the show in a, in a few minutes, but one, a couple final questions from me, Emilio, um, and a couple final questions from listeners coming through here. Um, Valio FC, if I'm not mistaken, has a team, a senior team that's in the NPSL. Is, is that an accurate statement? Um, Adisa recently got admitted in the NPSL. And, and what is that like for you guys in terms of transitioning the, the, the I guess, is the men's team into that sort of league? Uh, yeah, so we this year would have been our first year in the NPSL. Actually, not a, not a true statement because we ran the Lowell franchise okay. um, of NPSL, um, yeah. but it, it didn't belong to us. It was okay. another it was another person that we ran it for them. Um, so, but we just decided to get our own franchise this year. Mm -hmm. um, the purpose really is to showcase some of the younger kids and to provide an outlet for players in the Caribbean. Because when we actually when we ran uh, uh, the Lowell the last year, we had four players from Jamaica that came up and played. Um, so we were using, we are using the NPSL as a platform to showcase our players that, and, and to prepare our players that want to make the next step to Europe um, or to play in the collegiate game. Um, the emphasis on the NPSL is just, it's youth. So everyone, anyone in Jamaica that, and I was, and I was there a boatload of times in the past few years looking at players to bring up. Um, that we would want to, would have invited. But we were looking to have at least uh, six to eight players from Jamaica, maybe 12 um, from Jamaica that would play in the league um, that could make the jump to the next, you know, that need a little bit of polish, a little bit of professionalism, that could make the jump either to Europe or they could stay locally and play in the A-League here. Okay, okay, good stuff, good stuff. All right, football family, um, one more question. <laughs> Why are the people that are running with them question? Um, you mentioned that, that, that um, the, the league that you were looking to put together for Cassava, uh, the youth level was planned, uh, previously scheduled to start in the fall. Um, but of course, of COVID, things got pushed back. Do we, do we have any idea when potentially we might start? And the initial contract with Cassava, Pilot program, to my understanding, has a multi-year. Does the fact that COVID now affects that contract push those years back or extend those years in that contract? Um, well, a, a contract. I mean, a, contracts are legal documents. Yes. Um, my commitment, my commitment to football and kids in Jamaica is lifetime, yes. right? Yeah. Um, that's what gave me my start. So that's my commitment. Yes. Um, so, you know, so as far as Katapa does. We we've been working in during these COVID times trying to lay the infrastructure. Um, so, but we're literally waiting on, you know, up to this week when the JFF would when football returns. You know, yeah. so we've been on pause. We've got everything there. Um, built our website. Have a few teams that are starting. Um, but we're waiting on JFF, who I guess is waiting on the Ministry of Health. Um, to provide a return to play document and guidelines. Yes, yes. So, so we're in a holding pattern. Like I said, COVID is holding everything, everyone hostage. Um, yeah, so we're in a holding pattern. Yes, yes, yes. Good stuff. Really good stuff. But, yeah. All right, football family. Um, if you have more questions for Emilia, send them on. We'll ask him throughout the show. But we'll segue to ballers and bugs, highlighting ballers. 
and Bugs Ball has been impressive players of the week. Um, and we invited Emilio not just to discuss his work with Valley FC, but also, you know, gets his thoughts on, on the landscape of football and some of the major news in the world of football because he's a fan of the sport himself. I don't know if he's a Liverpool fan or not, but Emilio, you're the guest <laughs> joining us today. Um, watching football this week, who do you have as your ball of the week, ball of being the impressive player of the week? Uh, I, I'd say watch this flank player, the left back for, for Bayern, the young kid. Oh, uh, um, Alfonso Davis? Yeah. He's, uh, I know, I hear the laughter. Yeah, but he got that um, today. <laughs> wait, wait, I saw that. I, I saw that. But he, 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 has, he has had an impressive campaign. He said he's going to shut down Messi. This is uh, That's true. what, um, you know, what the CEO of Bayern, Carl Heinz, whatever, Rumenega said. Yes, And yes. he shut down, you know, pick up a one salad. Yes. But his pace and, and um, just ability to get forward, um, this makes him, yeah. Uh, and Lewandowski is a problem. Yes. A real problem. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are your ballers yeah. of the week. Um, Alfonso Davis, a left-back Canadian international. Alfonso Davis and Robert Lewandowski, Bayern Munich ballers. They won the Champions League. We'll get to that in a segment. Is our Emilia's um, uh, ballers of the week. Come on. Um, you're the fancy one. Who do you have as your ball of the week? Come on. Watching football. I'm the fancy one. Um, the young, the Villa, for scoring a um, he's, he's um, a baller for me. Um, I have to mention Kingsley Coleman because, of course, he scored that good header um, versus PSG. Yeah. The oil money team. I mean, like, the oil man must be standing, <laughs> you know, in his oil because he spent all that money just not to win, um, you know, the Champions League playing against players from the Farmers League, quote-unquote. Also, I have to shout out Alphonse Davis. <laughs> That's what they said. Bayern, um, they said that the Bundesliga and Farmers League. I mean, like, it's too... too um, right. <laughs> so, Alphonse Davis, I have to give him a shout out. Even though today, he didn't have a good game today. But for the entire campaign, he was actually very, very Ballers good. of the week, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm giving him the ballers, man. I'm, you know, that's pressure. And Lewandowski, all right then. So my baller is De Young, yes. right? But the honorable yeah. mentions are Coleman, Davis, and Lewandowski. Honorable mention, De Young scored as Sevilla won the Europa League. And honorable mention, Kingsley Coleman. Kingsley Coleman came to PSG's youth system and now champions of, of, of Europe with Bayern Munich. Junior, I, I know you're a Manchester United fan. It's hard to find a ball of the week, but who do you have, Virgin? Oh. How, how, could it, how could it not be Diego Carlos? How could it not be Sevilla's Diego Carlos? I mean, he gave away the penalty against Manchester United, gave away the penalty against Lukaku in the final, and came and scored the final, the, the goal. But Lukaku really wants to create history, so he wants to score on, 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 on both sides of the game. So he, he took the ball away from him and scored. But fun and joke aside, Diego Carlos. And also Alfonso Davis. Unlike you guys, I think Alfonso Davis had a very good game today. I'm going to tell you why. He got an early yellow card, and it didn't slow him down. It did, it, a young player, a rookie, just started playing in October, 
We see what, we, what happened to Brendan Williams when he got his Hold on a second. Is, is a rookie where? Rookie, how is he a rookie? He's 60 years. How is Alfonso Davis a rookie? Come on. Playing you're you're league, 18? Playing <laughs> big league football. No, you, yeah. you, no, no. But seriously, though, and let's call a spade a spade. Messi wanted nothing to do with Alfonso Davis. Oh, God, here we go. Hold on. wanted nothing to do with Alfonso Davis. Neymar, thank you. Nothing to do with Alfonso Davis. They put poor Di Maria over there, and he felt sorry for Di Maria, gave him one salad, and then sent him going. It is what it is. Yeah. So we see, we have seen a young baller that started out as a winger transitioning yep. to being left back. And it's shutting yep. down a whole side of a field in Champions League at this age. Big facts, 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 facts. Um, Junior's ball of the week is um, the, um, the Carlos uh, and Junior. It seems like you're lighting a fire, Lukaku. I envision he'll be your bug of the week. Um, oh, <laughs> and also, he's also given a ball of the week to Alfonso Davis, shutting down the left side of the field, even though he got his salad bust. But overall, an impressive play, just like Hamon and Emilia, our Valio FC guest, um, also agreed about Alfonso Davis' impressive play. Had a sensational tournament. My ball of the week, I got a big up to Thiago Alcantara. Thiago Alcantara may not be at Bayern Munich much yeah. longer, but Thiago Alcantara wow. came out of the Barcelona youth system. What a player. The way he marshaled that midfield for Bayern Munich. Now, Champions League winner, big up yourself, Thiago Alcantara, sensational footballer. He made the game look so easy. And also, big up to David yep. Alba. You know, the way he has really moved himself from playing left back into that midfield, into that middle of that defense, and also being instrumental in Bayern Munich, picking up that victory after Jerome Boateng went down. So, those are the ballers of the week, football family. Um, Sean White, big up yourself, Sean White, says... Ball of the week. We have a, we, we're not at bugs yet, Sean. We're not at bugs yet. Um, no, to segue from a ball of the week for Sean is Bayern's keeper, Manuel Neuer. Manuel Neuer had some good saves. Or maybe PSG throw away the game. Emilio, you're the guest of the week. Who do you have as your bug of the week? Bug being the unimpressive player of the week. Well, I don't have one. I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have a bug of the week. Watch out. Come on. That means you get multiple bugs of the week. Wait, come on. Come on. I think I'm, um, Emilio is being political, not highlighting any bug, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Real. Real. <laughs> uh, uh, but come on. Do I, yes, who do you have as your bug of the week? Come on. Lukaku, of course. Completely, it has to be. It has to be Lukaku because this is my thing. He had the perfect opportunity to make the game three-one, one-on-one with the keeper, anywhere but at the keeper. But yet he kicked it to the keeper, and then go back down to the other side, and that ball was going nowhere <laughs> near goal. It wasn't going in, right? And he decided to stick his foot out, lazy defending. I don't know why I'm having another ball. Lazy defending and created that own goal. I mean, I felt it for him, uh, but he's not my player. I mean, I, I mean, Chelsea dumped him long time, so I'm like, whatever. This is. Um, but he did not even come out for the medal. He, 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 as soon as the whistle was blown, he disappeared. I felt a little bit bad for him, just a little bit, but it went away after you know ten minutes. Um, but that own goal was 
I mean, that man not gonna sleep for the rest of the week. It was, it was, it was madness. So Lukaku, I don't want to give anybody else. I don't even want to give PSG and Mbappe and the miss today. I want to give it to Lukaku squarely on his head and shoulders. Take it away, Junior, because I know you're backing me up. Yeah, Junior, come <laughs> on, bug of the week is Lukaku. And then, come on, you don't know Junior was planning to have Lukaku as bug of the week. Um, why do you first him on? Big up Sean. Sean White to his bug of the week is Harry Maguire. Sean, he's not playing football this week. Come on, why is he bug of the week? Um, Junior, what do, who do you have as your bug of the week, boss? Look, Lukaku is definitely one of the bugs for sure, but... Uh, come on, you beat Lukaku enough. I won't beat him anymore. Um, Barcelona, <laughs> your, your hierarchy is in Um MLS, you are infested with bugs for playing politics with football. <laughs> every sport, every sport is saying, "Yo, no fans." But MLS seems to. They they want to they, they want this Republican love they want this Republican money because the the, the majority of their teams are are are, are the, the better teams play in predominantly the Republican states. So what are they doing? Oh, let's bring in fans. We have an expansion team in Nashville. Hey, let's bring in fans. So what's going to happen when you have a we have a, a coronavirus outbreak, it, which is bound to happen? We see it in MLB, and all all the players are doing are taking planes. But you want to bring in fans into the stadium. Bugs are the week. Mm -hmm. Oh, but Barcelona, <laughs> Randall Kuba, yeah. welcome home. You can still coach the Netherlands. I don't know. You want to bring in the pay, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, Junior, and we'll get to the Barcelona hire of Ronald Koeman in a second. But Junior's bug of the week, he's not going to beat Lukaku because Camon already did. He's beating the MLS, putting politics into football, or AKA soccer, and Barcelona hierarchy. Gosh, what a people am stupid. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, Errol Phillips, pick up yourself watching on Floor Sport. Errol Phillips says Thiago is on his way to Liverpool. I did call that. Um, Errol Phillips, rally up in the money. Rally up in the money, Liverpool. I rumor the one, Errol. Rumors, rumors. Rally up in the money. Um, but let's let's quickly discuss the Champions League um final. Come on, one thing above. You always conveniently skip over, but who's there above? <laughs> I, I don't wanna I, it's it's PSG. PSG is my bug of the week. I mean yes, I they, they, they they it's the first final. I thought um Neymar explicitly and Mbappe, you know, they weren't ready for the video light. They they they're they're highly paid, highly compensated footballers. This was their time to shine. Mbappe, you got to score some of those chances. Got to score from, what, eight yards out, unmarked. Come on, put the ball in the back of the net. So PSG got my bug of the week, and mainly because I picked them to win the Champions League. Um, but come on, big side PSG. You wet the bed at the wrong time. Um, so let's quickly talk about the Champions League final. Junior and come on, and Emilio, Emilio um, Williams of Valley FC joining us. Um, quick takeaway. I mean, a lot of us expected... Bayern Munich to win they were the favorites going in but your thoughts on the final overall did it meet your standard in terms of a good game um, Emilio um, I think it was okay it was a little bit tense it wasn't as exciting as I hoped it would be um, I mean yeah I mean Bayern just did what their Bayern does they're consistent and that's why they're champions um, but yeah 
was a decent game. Yeah. Could use a little bit more fun. You could use them. Um, and what about for you guys, um, Junior and, and Kamon? Your thoughts on the game and, and some of the big things that really transpire in that game? Come on. The, the game, for me, the game was okay. It was, I think it, it kind of it was even, even skilled. Um, but for the for like maybe three minutes before halftime, we had end to end um, chances. So that kind of, you know, had people sitting on the end of their seat. Because I know I was sitting on the end of my seat um, looking at the chances. And Mbappé missed a couple. I think Neymar was doing a little bit too much. I think if, you know, a little bit selfish. I cannot get over Neymar and the diving and the rolling. I'm like, he takes yeah. away from the game. It takes away from his ability. Um, and I just... I just think when he does all those things, the first thing that comes to my mind is Neymar is that a cheat. I mean, like, you're a foul, take the foul, get up, but you're rolling, you put your hand over your face. Every time he does that, he reminds me of the um, Didier Drogba when he was on the ground, crying for a foul, beating the ground, and when he thought no one was looking, he peeked through his fingers. Every time Neymar does something, <laughs> I am reminded of. So, Neymar yes, takes away from the, the fact that he's a very good player by trying to cheat the referees and trying to cheat the system in itself. Um, it could have been, you know, maybe a little bit more um, of a goal fest if PSG had, you know, um, actually scored the goals that they had the opportunity to score. So I think Bayern was the better team in terms of keeping their shape and um and actually executing the game plan you know at one point i thought psg was a little bit frantic and um they weren't keeping their shape so bayern i think they deserve um the win yeah well coach bayern munich hans the flake once an interim now the man who's will be in charge junior you're a big takeaway from that final boss emilio i know i know you're the coach i know you have the license i only have a driver's license all right but yeah, yeah. I play FIFA, <laughs> and I think a PS4 player, today, it, Thomas Kuchel showed why a lot of people wanted him gone from last year. Because we talk, we were talking in our group chat for the first 20 minutes or so. Thiago Alcantara was a baller going forward, but he was getting stretched. Yeah. For some reason, PSG went away from the middle of the field. For some reason, PS, when, when Alfonso Davis got the yellow card, PSG refused to run at him. It, I, yeah. That game to me showed, showed me the difference between a team that is being led by the players versus a team that is led by a coach. That's a very good me, that's point. That's the only difference in the game. That, 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 that's my big takeaway. I, I never see PSG making another step forward or going up another gear because... It just seemed like a bunch of players that going forward, we just going to do our thing. We are allowed to play how we want to play. We can go anywhere we want on the field. While with Bayern, they had moments where they said, PSG is rocking back. Let's press them. And they pressed them to death. The second, um, the second Thiago uh, uh, Silva made a long pass to, to Mbappe that got through. Yeah. Bayern instantly stopped the press. Yeah. If, we, if we remember, they instantly said, all right, let us not stretch our defense now. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. Alaba and, um, and, and 
my boy Boateng. Yeah. We saw what Messi did to Boateng two years ago. He's now two years older. And you mm. never once tried to isolate your big time, big speed ballers against him. Come on, man. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Thomas to show um, what the bet, what. For PSG, it's a project. This is their first um, Champions League final, the sixth title for Bayern Munich. Um, you know, really a juggernaut since the return. They were also a juggernaut prior to return, a really big side. Hansa Flick has done a wonderful job. Um, but I, I want to ask you guys, in terms of Icardi, you know, PSG went out and got him to be that center-forward sort of guy to help them offset. I mean, yes, he didn't score a gang of goals. Did you think this game needed an Icardi down the middle for PSG rather than an Neymar and Mbappe interchanging at times down the middle? Um, Emilio, your thoughts? Um, I, I, I think so. I think what happens is, um, you know, to, to your earlier point, you know, Neymar wants to dictate the pace and run the show, but he's not, he's not Xavi, he's not Thiago. You know, he slows the game down and they all react and he literally slows his team down. So at times you need a new, you need a nine. You could push Mbappé out, you know, wider if you need to take off the Maria and put, put up traditional nine and stretch, really stretch, uh, open up Bayern. Um, but then you, you run the risk of being opened up yourself. So you have to think about the counterattack. Um, so, but as you said, the minute... Thiago, Bayern was pressing. The minute Thiago played a couple of long balls, then you ease up on the press because no one wants to be left open with, with like Mbappe running at you or even Neymar. So yeah, you need the game needed something different, and I think he might, he might have been he could have been the difference maker. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that was the players leading the team because if you put a Nicardi, if you put a Statue of Liberty up front, that is going to yeah. be the <laughs> space that Neymar and Mbappe likes to run into. Yeah. So now you're risking yeah. the chance of your, your your superstar players not being comfortable. But what 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 are we playing for? Are we playing to make your your two high prize commodities happy? Or are we playing to win the game? Because Nicardi would have been a big difference. Icardi would have made Boateng and Alaba at least respect the space. Yeah. yeah. All they were doing were, were just play zone defense, read the ball. You know, We know you cannot run down Mbappe and, and Neymar. Just hold, hold the space. We'll have Davis and we'll have Kimmich on the other side. They will force them to run and you just play zone. And the zone model. It, it was just uh, a comedic attack. Come on, your, your thoughts on that? Listen, it was baffling today. I think his subs were actually poor. I would not have taken off to Maria. I mean, yeah. I thought that dear Maria was one of the best players on the pitch, and we all know that we, um, we all know what he can actually bring to the game. Sometimes in sweet walk, but this is the final. We don't have a an away game for the player for makeup. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's like all hands on deck. You you pay how much million for this man, and you have the foot on the bed. Come on, man. If you yeah. lose him work, yes, if you lose him work, if you expect to see him losing work. <laughs> All right, speaking of losing work and, and, and managers change and see it, but Bayern Munich, we'll, get, we'll shift to Barcelona here in a second. But Bayern oh, Munich. Hold on, I'm sorry, but hold on, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. You know who the real winner is in this? Yes. But Tino. But Tino will be laughing all the way to the bank. Yes. Because he is supposed to get 5 million euros 
just a winning with Bayern Munich. And, 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 and doesn't Barcelona also need to pay additional money to Liverpool for that, for that Felipe Coutinho transfer because of the victory, because of him winning the <laughs> Right. Let, I let, let, let's check the, the chat real quick. Errol Phillips said the midfield of PSG was non-existent. He also said that mm -hmm. only one ball Neymar picked up in the final third, second half. Everything else was in the defensive half. Sean said that it was an okay game. Not the best finals. PSG did surprise me, however. I thought they would have been beaten hands down. But if they had scored at least one of those chances, it would have been different. Errol also said Icardi have been playing crap. Michael Gordon, just just, just give you guys a, a quick thing here. Michael Gordon said, please let us know what you think of Junior Flemings with his upward mobility from USL. Does Jamaica keep up with the last crop of under-23 players? And Alfonso Davis had a world of a game in the final. Michael, Michael Gordon, no football. He said Alfonso <laughs> Davis had a world of a and 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 we'll we'll get to Jamaican football here in a second. Um, and 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 address that question. Let Amelia address that question about the under twenty three players. At least give his opinion on that in a second. Um, but Bayern Munich won a big them of six title. Alfonso Davis become the most recent Concacaf player to win a Champions League title. Last was Wakela Navas with with um with Real Madrid. So. Um, Alfonso Davis doing big things, doing big things. Last time Bayern Munich won a Champions League title was 2013. Um, so to segue from the Champions League final, and also we want to big up Junior Flemings. Come on, he scored again, so we, we have to reach, give him. We don't reach, we don't reach, we don't reach yard ballers. Yeah, so. we don't reach yard ball, but we want to no, big Mikey, up Junior Flemings. Mike, you don't reach your segment yet, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. All right. So continue our discussions on some of the major news in the world of football. Barcelona hired Ronald Koeman, former Dutch coach. Montek over the seat, former Everton coach, former Southampton coach. Um, Emilio, your thoughts on this? I mean... Some of us, both our Barcelona fans, are not too happy about this. Well, but before, before Emile answer, he has to he has to tell us which team he support. Oh, Oh my gosh! Why? No, no, but hold on. Uh, let me preface. I was a massive fan of Pep Guardiola's Barcelona, um, and for many years, that's how our team aspired to play. So, with that being said. I want to say I do have a soft spot for Barcelona. So I'm mean, here, year two. That's how I won. Well, I, don't, I already knew that the coach was fired. Yeah. And the president would lose the position because he just can't have that. Um, so as far as Ronald Koeman, I was, you're going back in the archives. So I would, that's a, that's a tough job because it's political, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, that's a, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's going to help. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure one bit if that's going to help. They're going to have to pull a Real Madrid and start buying everybody, which will break the bank. And you know. So, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sold. I'm yeah. definitely not sold. I don't think it's a good move. Uh, my my everybody. How is that different from from last? I mean, weren't they by No, I'm saying I'm I'm no I, what I'm saying is that they're going to have to. That's the Real Madrid model. 
yeah. right? Barcelona, you had, were developing from internal. It means you had to had intimate knowledge of their philosophy and you know fully embrace that. When you start to go outside, um, outside of that, then the only way that you're going to keep pace with the other major players in European football is to spend real money. Um, and you're competing against, you know, like PSG, where it's a country that owns a team, a sovereign nation, yeah. or the oil teams. Yeah, and it's not a cooking oil money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, I don't think that's going to help at all. I think it's, yeah, that's it's not a sexy hire. Yeah, it's not a sexy right. hire. Come on, you you bleed Barcelona to, through and through. Um, Ronald Koeman said that this was one of his dream jobs. He's been yearning and chomping at the bit to get get back to the new camp. Are you excited about the move to hire the man from the past, Ronald Koeman, who scored in that Europa League final, Europa final in '92 for them? Your thoughts. You know, oh, you know, you're an Arsenal fan. You like history. You like history. Listen to me. I understand that we are saying that the coach might look clueless, but we all agree that the problem is, is actually the players. We rely heavily on Messi when the other positions need good players. Coleman is a good coach. I'm not going to say that he's not a good coach and he would be an, 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 a great Wait, addition. Come right? on, is this the is this the Everton Coleman, Dutch Coleman, or Southampton Coleman? Which one are you guys getting? What's the difference? <laughs> the Netherlands Coleman. That's, that, that, that's, who, that's who we're getting. So they're trying to go for no. Um, I think they said that it, it works with Zidane. I think they said that Zidane loves the club. Uh, like good enough footballer, so they're trying to see if Coleman loves the club enough and is a good enough footballer. Oh, I know we're in trouble when he's saying that we are going to scrap the players, we are going to look deeply in the roster and get rid of some of these players. My biggest concern is to keep Messi. No, sir. Your biggest concern is to make sure that you have pieces that can fit on the field. PK should never come back to. to the camp now. I'm supposed to send Shakira to the clean out him locker. We don't want to see him back. <laughs> PK needs to study. And then when I see Coleman say that Griezmann, he needs to be played in his, in his natural position. What exactly is that? Him no good like that? So you're talking about he's going to be the second striker. Look here, man. It's like this man, my head start hurt me already. I am concerned that they're, they're so... um. They're so into getting a good or a name brand coach that they're overseeing the fact that we need good players on the field. Hold on, whoa, 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 Junior. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold yeah, on. go ahead. That, that is an oxymoron. <laughs> they're, they, they're so into getting a name brand coach that they hire Ronald Coleman? Yes, that doesn't make no sense. Yes, because they're saying that Coleman needs to play for the club. He loves the club. He plays for Netherlands. Okay. Score one goal. I mean, I mean, at Junior, at this point, at this point, I don't know the thing. You know, like you can see a club and see the philosophy. You can see why they're doing things. With Barcelona, is a complete opposite. We talk about this. When we see them go get Malcolm, no, let me not even touch Malcolm. Brathwaite. When we see them go and get Prince Bolt, you're like, what is going on right here? We're doing Prince. 
it is absolutely ridiculous when we hinge our our team, not our team, hinge Barcelona on aging players. Because we talk about this, the players are aging and we're depending on that. We bring Frankie in and he's not he's not being played in his natural position. He's playing other positions. You know, you could have Coutinho, you, you get rid of Coutinho. For, for what? Vidal is not the Vidal of past. And I don't think he is good enough to be considered a part of the, the top three. He's not, not MSV. I agree with that. He's not Messi, Suarez, and Vidal. I don't like it. And Barcelona is stressing me out. And I don't know if we're going to buy the new kit. I'm looking at it. I might just be a rumor for next season. <laughs> you see, you see all that, all that feeling that you have, all that energy that you have, mm-hmm. buckle that energy. And when you talk about name brand coach, Allegri, this is, this is, this is whatever name from back. Click, yo, Tata Martino. We don't know if, 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 if Mexico going to play any kind of click. Being <laughs> name brand coaches had those same sentiments we talking about right now, and them say, oh. Hell to the no. Hey, come on, you're a Barcelona guy, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to help us get back to Paminas? Because we'll have a two-team league and you're going to win 80% of your games. Anyway, you just have to find a way to win classical. Yeah, I'll try it out. <laughs> try it out. Uh, right now, I'm going to take Clint's man. At this point, I'm like, you know, over that tech, when me am... What, 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 what the New England Revolution do name again? Um, what the American man name again? Oh my God, it's about to tongue. What? Name, but, but them always draw for when US have a problem and them want to Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena. <laughs> ah, right now I'm going to take Bruce. Okay, oh, step oh, away oh. from the glue, come on. Step away <laughs> from <laughs> the glue. <laughs> or stop <laughs> drinking. Come on, come on. A big up, big up Errol Phillips. Errol say he will help Shakira. So, come on. <laughs> You know, but 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 football lovers, um, we're discussing. Um, Ronald Koeman got hired as a, the manager he of Barcelona. It's a, a contract that runs all the way to twenty twenty two. There were pending elections. Elections should ha- occur in in the spring or, or summer of next year. So ultimately, there are those in the club who think, or those around the Barcelona circle, who believe that. If a new president gets elected, a new president will get elected at Barcelona Football Club. So Ronald Koeman might be out on door. Former manager Luis Enrique says Barcelona is going through a rough time. He doesn't know when they will win those major trophies again. That's the million-dollar question. So Barcelona, Ronald Koeman in charge. Um, segwaying from Barcelona and, and other major news this week from the Barcelona higher CONCACAF released the schedule for the World Cup qualifiers for 2022. Jamaica schedule rollout, Mexico first. Big takeaway, I know it's early days. Um, Emilio, you, you saw the schedule, I think. Or did you see the schedule and your thoughts on that, on that schedule that, that we released? And just to kind of give football fans, it's, it's not an X a hex anymore. It will be eight teams. Top three goes through the final um, to the World Cup. The fourth place, Jamaica got a bye for the first two rounds, all the way into the eight-team tournament. Emilio, your thoughts on the, on that schedule released by Concacaf? Oh, uh, I mean, we know that we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to play the eight games, whether you play Mexico at the first or the last. Um, some coaches would rather have like an easy game up front, um, but. Um, you want to test yourself and see where you are. Um, so hopefully the staff does a 
good job of prepping everyone for like a Mexico so you could find out what your weaknesses are in the squad and make the adjustments going forward. But it should be a good test. Um, it should be a good test. Um, um, come on, Michael Garden following us on Flow Sports. I remember Ball Chat Family, it's a final episode of the, of, of the season. So we're going a little bit longer. We started a little bit late also because of the, um, because of the Champions League final. Um, come on, Michael Garden on Flow Sports says that Alvas Powell will have a warm time against Alfonso Davis. When you make, if, if that's an envision if Canada does make it that far. Okay, okay, Mikey, yeah. I see you. If Canada does, I was, I will have a warm time against him. If what? If 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 he stayed in his position, and on top of that, Alvas was not in his squad, not even the twenty. He's not injured, so let's say Alvas might not even be on the pitch to have a warm time against Alvas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but your thoughts on 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 the schedule? Come on, and and uh, we know JFF is still releasing the schedule. But your thoughts uh, on the schedule? Hey, this is how I know that the JFF is not prepared. So <laughs> they had they had um the drawing. So yes, people, you know, I was working. I was on a conference call or whatever. I was looking to see JFF posted. Everybody else, every nation, every other. Other nation was following the drawing. Why is it JFF was not? They're not posting more tip on, on Twitter. It's, they never show it. So it, it's like, so you're not interested. Anywho, I am so worried because US, they're excited about the October game in Colorado. Like, okay, why why is it? Colorado, hopefully in a cool, in a October, when Jamaica <laughs> plays against, against USA. So that's an advance, uh, um, a disadvantage for us right there. People are talking about, oh, um, some of the Jamaican players are used to, to cold weather. Well, I'm to the one them when I use cold So that to me <laughs> is a disadvantage right there, sir. And I am actually worried about playing um, Mexico. I know the JFF trying to get uh, um, more players to come in, but they have not been successful. Um, so are we going to see the same... The same outfit of Tapa trying to incorporate local players, and and this is the thing to remember: they have not played any football for a very long time. And I do see where the JFF says they're going to have a camp in September, um, but I'm like, with COVID on the rise, I mean, are we going to be prepared? Are we going to be okay? So I am a tad bit worried, worried about the format. And I think I'm worried about our chances. Yeah, but you're always worried still. Come on. You're always worried. <laughs> I'm extra worried now. <laughs> All right. So, Junior, um, you saw the schedule. Jamaica doesn't kick, kick off until 2021, June 2021. Quick takeaway, Junior, is early days. And what do you think that we need to do between now and then? I remember the last World Cup cycle, Jamaica kicked off against Mexico as well. When, mm -hmm. when, when Winnie brought in one bag of uh, unfamiliar players and we went to the Azteca and drew 0-0 should have won that game right granted mm -hmm. it's not the same Mexico team granted it's not the same Jamaica team granted Tata Martino have Mexico firing at all cylinders but pound for pound man for man Mexico will always have an issue against a Jamaican type team so I'm not really worried about the product on the field to be honest with you and just to talk about it eh 
What a man like? Oh, I'm dead serious. But just to crack a joke, though. <laughs> if you give me enough money, I will fly to Manchester for on, on, on JFF's regards. And I will talk to Mason Greenwood and say, Mason, your grandmother, <laughs> granddad, or whatever that JFF is putting out, saying that we're going to extend an, an invitation to Mason Greenwood to play for Jamaica. And he will have Alfonso Davis in his back pocket. So that is what the JFF is trying to put out there. Um, that is my concern. My concern is, what is the legit group of players that we are looking at? Legit group of players. Okay, not just hopeful. Say, this player can fit this system. Let's go play some football. Yeah. That is my concern right now. For well. and, 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 and quickly, I know this is, it was speculative out there, but is, do we expect Tapa Whitmore to lead this team into this World Cup qualifier? Uh, Tapa who? Of course. Yes, yes. Even when, even when we saw the, the, the news thing, we said another coach coming in or whatever, I expect Tapa to be there. Number one, they don't have the money to get a good a, a, a Tata in. I'm not going to, I'm sorry, Tapa, if I, I said good. Um, I meant you are. <laughs> but I, I, I just meant that they don't have the funds to go there. Yeah, well, they might can find the money when I know, but the mother said they don't have the money to get a good, good coach. So Tapa, is it? So Jamaica did, JFF did got some COVID relief funds from FIFA. Um, and of course, those funds are earmarked for certain parts of development. So money might get moved. But Emilia, do you expect Tapa Whitmore to be the man in charge of the reggae boys going into this um, qualifiers? Um, yeah, I don't see anything that indicates that he wouldn't um, be, be the man. Um, he got some, you know, some recent successes, whatever recent is. So... Um, I don't see anything else. Even though I did see an article in the Mirror uh, that Ericsson, which was a former the Swedish coach, Swedish coach that was coached England, was a Jamaican coach. Mm -hmm. But when I called around, I don't know if you guys saw that. It was uh, fake news. Oh, so, can't that must yeah, be yeah. <laughs> Ericsson? Yeah, but I think, but I think they tried to get him. I think it was 2011. I think they um, he was. You know, there was some connection. I think they were trying to get him um, back then. They can't afford him. Can't afford him now. No, expensive talent. Yeah, and, and... but 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 also I wanted I wanted to also mention this real quick that um, FIFA is trying to shape a new rule to help players switch national team. So when junior, so when you fly to England, you talk to Mason. You can mention this year. So the proposal gives hope to players who are eligible for multiple countries but fell out of favor with their first national team. So this will help a whole bunch of players to actually, um, you know, move on to a team. That it's about time. That, that is long overdue. It's about time. About time. Finally, FIFA stepping up and doing something about some of these archaic rules. About time. And let's see if that will pass. When we, when we, do we ha you have any idea when? September, September 18th. Se September, hopefully. Oh, All right. September. So Benton, come on. That mean that mean Messi can change citizenship to Jamaica. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay, okay, hold on. So so I, I think I left out the most important part, Juno, before you run with it. Um the new wording would let players switch eligibility if they played a maximum of three times for the first national team, including tournament qualifying games, before they turn twenty one 
and at least three years earlier. So okay. mix it out of it. Check it out. Okay, okay. So there are some cap in terms of the number of games and, and the age group, but that, that rule needs to take, take some re-examination. Football family, we're pushing up against the clock, but we have to highlight Jamaican footballers, Jamaican um, players um, playing their trade overseas. Come on, yard ballers. Junior Fleming scored again. What a month to score a goal. Yeah, so Junior is actually on fire. So now Junior is 10 in 9. And I thought Junior could have actually had a, a hat trick if he was a very selfish selfish player. He wanted to kind of distribute the ball more. Um, so he ended up with one goal. Coach Sobimov, it was a wild game. They talk about USL referees all the time. And I think I saw it last night on both ends. Um, Phoenix got a penalty that they shouldn't have gotten. And then it was... Phoenix was leading 3-1 in the 90th minute with four minutes of stoppage time. And they actually scored um, two more goals to tie it up, 3-3, in the 99th minute. So four minutes of stoppage time, and we end up with 99 minutes. But anyway, that was ridiculous. So Junior is on fire. Hopefully, Junior can um, move from USL to M even MLS right now and then move on so I think his dream is actually to play in Europe he's doing really well an article came out that says that Junior thought about everything that has happened to him in his life and he worked on the parts that were not working for him um, so he became a better person and a better player so good to Junior Junior maybe if you come for the show next week I'll be sending you a text because I'm going to talk you from now until next week no, no, two weeks Oh, two weeks. So I'm going to start here between now and then, Junior. Um, so Romario Williams is on four goals. Dayton Kelly is on four goals. Nico Brett is on three. Rashawn Daly is actually on two. So Tapa really have um, a top-heavy squad. His strikers are actually scoring. His wingers are doing well. I think Tapa's main problem would be midfield. Um, there we can, you know, there's a Kevin Lambert who's doing really well at Phoenix too. So he he is actually um, a defensive mid, but I also saw where he played central defender and he was very, very good. So I think Tapa will have the players around him um, that he can choose from. Or we can get a good squad to go through. Um, Ravel Morrissey is now a free agent. Sheffield released him and it's kind of weird because he was the poster boy. He was Alexis, um, what your guy name? Sir Alex, um, this guy. He thought he would be the best thing since life break. So it's kind of disappointing that Ravel is kind of bouncing about and Jamaica is still chasing him. Let him go to FF. We don't need him. I've got up there, yard baller. Last yard ballers for the football season, football family. Come on, um. Someone on Island Sports Network can, um, says Canada Fobs. What's the update on Canada Fobs? Canada Fobs, he um, is still the leading, he's still the assist king in USL. And I think Canada's problem would be that he's a little bit on the old side. I mean, he's doing really well, but it is USL. Let's just put everything in context. Um, but he is still dishing on the assist. He's still playing well. He's Pittsburgh's captain. He's playing 90 minutes, even though it's you know up in age. But I do think that if Tupper wants to stop a gap, if he wants to get through qualification, I think Canada Club can actually help because that's where we're hurting. We're hurting um, a midfield general, and I do see where Canada Club 
is actually a midfield general. Touching back on Alvarez, he was not even in the 20-man squad. He has not been featuring for his club. So I don't know if Alvarez is in trouble. All right, all right. There you go. Yeah, 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 Junior. And Emilio, there's a question for you that did Emilio play with Renwick, Chief, Hudson at Southern? Yeah, I played at Renwick. Okay, okay. So yeah, we're well, going to play Renwick, and it's all like in the ball and Renwick, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. Uh, Renwick was a forward, I think. <laughs> I played back in the day, man. Yeah, yeah. He was young. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it, uh, football family. Um, but President CEO of Valio FC joined us today. Um, Amelia Williams, thank you for taking the time. How can people get in touch with the academy? How can if parents? We have a lot of parents that listen also to the show in 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 the area. How can they reach out if they're interested in in, in evaluating or taking a look at Valio FC and what you guys have to offer? Um. Well, our website is. ValeoFC.com, V-A-L-E-O-F, as in football, C as in club.com. Um, so the website in Jamaica is ValeoFCJamaica.com. Um, so outside of that, they could call the Kasafa offices, um, and we're at Barbican every Saturday, um, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays um, training, uh, uh, COVID permitting. So... Um, we have a little spike, so I'm sure we'll be taking a little break. So, um, but yeah, so outside of that, the contact information is on the website. Yeah, and you guys, you guys are also based in Boston. So, listeners who are in the Boston area who's looking for a team for their, for their, for their kids, boy or girl, what about the girls' program? Quickly. Um, so yes, we have a girls' program in Boston. Um, um, the show. We're looking to start one in, in Jamaica. Right now, we have a couple girls, a few girls that are training the boys. Uh, but also, we're, the league that I mentioned, we're also looking to start a girls' league and working with the folks in Kasafa to kind of organize that. Um, uh, Karen and Jean Nelson, um, whom, whom you guys know. Yes, uh, yes, yes. That. So, yeah. Yes. Thank Women's you. Football, I need love too. Yeah, yes. Thank you for taking the time. Football family, it's the last ball chat for the football season. It's long. We went through pandemic or we're still going through the pandemic, but we're there together. We'll be back in two weeks. Come on, get yourself ready now. We are going to do for the next two weeks. Junior, three weeks. In three weeks, we'll get ready. Um, our next show will be what? Bye. By the time we come up on the phone, you're going to say four. <laughs> Our next show will be right before the EPL season. as we uh, That kicks off on September 12th. We'll do a preview show on September 9th. And MLS is still playing. Um, French League is going on. We'll update that on our social media platform. But the Champions League final is over. Bayern Munich, sixth t- title. So ball chat, football season wraps up. If you want to connect, uh, connect with us, connect with us on social media at Instagram at ball chat podcast. We're on Twitter at ball chat one, ball chat on Facebook. If you want to email us, email us ball chat podcast at gmail.com. Football family, stay safe. Ghana Road, you know. Bless up, bless up. Emilio, bless up, bless up, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Big up, Marcha. All right, respect.